Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hague Homan Halftime Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we're here with a very special guest, the executive director at Sideline Cancer, Jordan Griffith. He also is the record holder at Lakemont Park, scoring... How many points did you score? I had a double nickel. Oh, okay. The final score of the game was 136 to 31. So he's basically the Lakemont legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was also my seventh grade teacher, eighth grade teacher, ninth grade teacher, you know, for history before he left. But awesome person. We're excited to be in the studio with him. And we have some really exciting news today. And Leah's here on the phone. You can say hi, Leah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. I am in Steubenville right now. I apologize not being able to be in person. Um, but, uh, Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. I'm super excited to hear what you have to talk about. Uh, when Teresa brought it up to me, um, and he's going to introduce it. Uh, I was just like ecstatic. Uh, I think this is an amazing thing for the game. Uh, and just to be able to talk about it on air right now is awesome. So welcome to the show and, and thank you for thinking about us. Yeah, no, Leah, thank you for having me. Teresa, it's a pleasure to be here seeing life come full circle. I remember when Teresa walked in my classroom as a seventh grader. She's still the same size now, everybody. That's and true. she looked me dead in the eye. She's like, hey, Mr. Griffith. And I walked in here tonight, and she goes, hey, Mr. Griffith. <laughs> and uh, it's like not a whole lot's changed. But, no, it's a pleasure to be on here. I love what you girls are doing here. And it's great to see, like, some of the work that I've put in with Teresa over the years, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, all the AP U.S. history tests and whatnot. Uh, and seeing you guys are, are out here doing uh, things that are very special and, you know, talking to people that are pe talking to uh, people uh, that we have interest in. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to start with question number one. We're just going to have you kind of introduce what we're talking about today. Give us the breakdown on this tournament, what it means to sideline cancer, what it means to girls basketball, what it means to you. Yeah. So we're about to do something that's very revolutionary in the game of basketball. Um, we're going to host the first high school AAU tournament That'll have an NIL cash prize at the end of it of $10,000. That will be hosted in State College, Pennsylvania, either at the Nittany Valley Sports Center or at the Penn State IM building. We're still seeing whether it's legal or not to host it at the Penn State IM building. It has nothing to do with the cash prize, actually. It has everything to do with NCAA regulation. And, in fact, I talked to your dad about it, and he was like, I don't know if I know the answer to that question, Teresa, because, you know, he's a Division One coach as well. Yeah, he knows a lot. And so, you know, we met with uh, Pat Kraft, the Penn State AD, in, uh, back in August, and he really liked the idea, and we're starting to move forward with it now, going live here on the Hagen Home and Halftime Show. Uh, and so, no, we're really excited about being able to host it, and I think it's going to be really big for this area. Um, being able to bring in talent to central Pennsylvania has always been a problem when it comes to outside you know, teams coming here, mm -hmm. we usually have to travel to go to them. We think that this is going to bring them here. And then eventually, as we're going to talk about later, I think the way that we're going to sell this is going to make them want to come back. And it's going to be less about the NIL pot. And it's going to be more about how we actually promote the athletes uh, in our tournament, because we're not going to be having 800 teams in Kentucky. Not that there, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but you can't promote 800 teams. No. You can promote 32 and you can do a darn good job doing it. Yeah, making those kids um, feel important, feel seen, um, especially in – and being able to earn money is just a complete game changer. And yeah. I know me and Leah um, being, you know, ballers in the area, that's just awesome and a super cool idea. So we're super hyped about that. And so yeah, – go, go ahead, Leah. Yeah, well, when I first heard of this, I was like, 
why can't I reverse the clock five years, you know, <laughs> to be able to participate in a tournament like that? Incredible. Uh, I think you mentioned an important thing and was one of my questions, Mr. Griffith, was like, you know, why this area? And what what is the significance and draw for, like, area? And what is, do you think this is going to do? I know you already touched on it, but if you want to dive deeper into that, because like you said, I think this is a huge, you know, draw and significance, you know, especially for female athletes in PA, I think it's a big deal. So I don't know if you could just elaborate on that. Yeah. So actually I'm going to take the back end of that question first, and I'm going to probably ask you again about the front end. Um, cause I'll forget, <laughs> but you know, the back end of that question, you know, you were talking about, you know, women's sports in Pennsylvania. And I would go further, I would go further to say like, this is one of those things that I think we'll look back possibly in the history book someday, because this will be the first time that the women, or in this case, girls, because they're still in high school, will do something before the boys or the men do it. There's never been a tournament where there's been money on the line uh, on the boys or girls side in any sport because it just became legal in the state of Pennsylvania six months ago. Um, and so this is kind of revolutionary uh, in the fact that we're doing girls basketball first before the boys and I think in a lot of ways, it's more marketable from this perspective with girls going first rather than the boys, because what we want to promote are things like this, like coming onto a podcast. I have Milena Iyer sitting here behind me and Christiana Gordon and uh, Lainey Wilt will be coming in here shortly. And, you know, Teresa, you probably never got the opportunity to go on a podcast when you were in high school. You know, a lot of these tournaments, they're made to churn out money and to churn out, you know, talent and all that type of stuff. We're going to churn out the talent. But what we want to do is we want to be able to host an event where it's quality for the individuals. And a lot of the things that we want to do, like having a photo shoot, which Melena participated in last year and she knows what it's about. Um, you know, those are things that girls tend to enjoy more. I know when I was a boy growing up, if you got a camera out, I was like, get that thing away from me. But boys <laughs> or but girls, definitely, you know, it's definitely something that they enjoy doing more. And that's why I think this tournament will be more marketable towards girls. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's. Awesome. Exciting. I, I would love the idea of going to do a photo shoot. Me and Leah, we did a photo shoot for this podcast and we had like way too much fun with it. So I think the girls are going to love that. Oh yeah. I think every team in the country, like they'll come <laughs> in and like our girls for the photo shoot before they were a little bit nervous. Now, if I told them we're doing a photo shoot again, they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to do the photo shoot again. <laughs> and then I get to see all the pictures on Instagram yeah. and like, especially of all the girls in the area that Maybe I like work with or I see around playing and it's super exciting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Leah, to address the front end, because I actually remembered that question, like what's it going to do? What was it for this area, correct? Yeah. Um, I think the big thing is, and you know, as Lainey and Christiana just walked in, um, the big thing for girls in our area and boys is they traditionally have to travel for AAU basketball. Like, you know, Teresa, you played for a team in New Jersey. Um, yeah. There aren't any tournaments local. And what I learned is we have a, we kind of have a two-pronged system in our AAU program. Half of our program res resides here in Altoona, and the second half resides down in York and Lancaster. And what I've seen with them is a lot of girls and boys, for that matter, they tend to play longer because they don't have to travel to the tournaments. They have Spooky Nook right in their backyard. And as a result, when the AAU fees come in, let's just say $600, that's what they're paying out the door. Whereas the girls that are in this room here, they got to travel to Kentucky. They got to travel to Cincinnati. They got to travel to Atlantic City. They got to travel once to Pittsburgh, once to Spooky Nook. That's, oh, I think I just named five or six weekends. You're looking at three, $4,000 out the door. If we can get tournaments here to State College, Pennsylvania, this just becomes a road trip during the day for them. And it becomes a lot more manageable when it comes to the dollars and cents aspect. And so truly speaking, you know, 
when I was when I was thinking about this idea, and it actually wasn't my idea. I, I might get into that here a little bit later. It was a friend of mine's. Um, that was the first thing that came to my mind was the fact that it has to be it has to be here in central Pennsylvania because we want to provide for the families here and for girls basketball and eventually boys basketball to provide them their tournament that becomes our identity. Yeah, and I love how you said that about girls basketball in this area because I just think that in general, like female basketball, like girls basketball in this area has been known. Like we've been an area that's been known for that for so long. We're great so. at girls basketball, everybody. Shout out girls basketball in central Phenomenal, Pennsylvania. Right? They're really good down in York Lancaster too. They really, yeah. really are. And I think that that changes the game because I, when I heard about this, I like was like I said, you know, I was so excited because mm-hmm. I traveled six hours to go to practice. practice I know, like I literally you. practice. I come into an eighth grade. I'd be like, Mr. Second, Griffith, I'm so tired. I'm like, what are you tired from? I travel to New Jersey for a practice. I'm like, Teresa, what are you traveling to New Jersey for? And literally that is when the light bulb started going off for me. And like sideline cancer wasn't where it is today yeah. at that time. But like we have a brand now and it truly is a brand that people can get behind and it brings people together. And that's the other thing with this NIL tournament. It's not going into the pockets of a businessman. It's going to the kids first. Like we could keep, we could ha- host a tournament. We could keep that ten thousand dollars. You know, a businessman could keep that ten thousand dollars. Like they're making millions down in Kentucky. We're choosing to turn around and give that back to the kids. And on the flip side, anything we have left over is going to sideline cancer and charity. And so it's a unique wow. angle here that we're kind of playing on this. And I think it's something that over time, people, you know, at first, you know, especially some older people, you know, I, when I told you know my mom, and she was like, oh, I don't know if that's great. And then it's like. After you think about it over time and all the benefits that it could bring, you know, she now goes, it's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think it's incredible, especially because, you know, you do travel to these tournaments and, you know, there's, like you said, there's hundreds of teams. But to be able to go to one that's, like, more intimate, like with 32, and then you're playing, like, for a cause, too, I think just that in general would draw me more to the tournament, knowing that like, okay, this is going to like a cause and not just some, you know, like you said, some businessman. Uh, but two things like I wanted to touch on, Mr. Griffith, mm-hmm. that, that you talked about. Um, first, you said about doing like a photo shoot for females. And I think that's an amazing idea because I feel like women and just females, athletes in general can kind of get stuck in always trying to like one up the men instead of doing our own thing and finding what we like and doing it. And I think by doing the photo shoot, you recognize exactly that, exactly that. Like us females, we do like taking photo shoots. We do like looking pretty and having fun with it. And you're doing that and you're implementing that into the tournament, right? It's not like one upping men. It's, it's, like taking a unique perspective on what females like and enjoy about the game. Yeah. So I actually, Oh, sorry, Lee, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But that's just, that was just something I really liked. Yeah. And so like to, you know, kind of build off what you just said, I kind of have the unique experience of being on both sides of basketball. A lot of people, they kind of pigeonhole themselves into boys and girls. And, you know, I spent five years at Altoona as the Altoona Lady Lions assistant coach, but I've also spent five years as the Holidaysburg boys assistant coach. And on top of that, in AAU basketball, I've spent two years coaching girls and one year coaching boys. And the most noticeable difference between the boys and the girls side is the marketability aspect of the girls. When you go to a girls AAU tournament, like in Kentucky, you walk in, you can do, you can get your hair done. You can, you know, you go there and there's, uh, there's things that you can buy there. Like you can shop literally in Kentucky. There's like almost like a shopping center there. I, I know Teresa has been there before and Leah, you probably have as well. 
And it's a completely different feel than when you go to the big boys tournaments. The big boys tournaments are really like, hey, we want to see somebody dunk on somebody. Like, that's really what you're there to see. The girls is more of an experience. And what I want to try to do with this tournament, what we, I should say, you know, with Mike Reed and Charlie, uh, is put on an experience for the kids that they want to come back year over year. And it becomes less about the money. But in order to get them here, there has to be the initial draw. They're not going to come to just just uh, come to a tournament in central Pennsylvania and we're going to say, hey, we're going to promote you better. They're not going to believe that. They have to have something that's going to bring them in. And once they're in, we got to get them hooked on something. And it's going to be, like you said, the photo shoot. And we have the pictures from our sideline cancer girls last year that demonstrate this is what a nice photo shoot can look like. And that same lady, Leanne Stefan, like she will be there shooting it. Um, and yeah, I think it can be very, very powerful for the game of girl or for the girls uh, game of basketball. I love how you said um, the experience of it because, like, all my years playing AAU, you remember some of the games, right? Like, you remember the close game. You, mm-hmm. re- you remember, you know, make it to the championship. Like, I'll always remember playing in Chicago and winning Chicago. Like, that was huge because it's, like, one of the biggest tournaments ever. Pop your collar. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> just saying and throwing that out there. Yeah. But, no, but what I'm saying is, like, the things I actually remember the most are, like, the experiences. So, like, the times, like, we would go shopping in – wherever we were, Atlantic City, like mm-hmm. me and my team would always go to the Crocs store and we'd always get like team Crocs and I still wear them to this day. So no shame <laughs> out there, but like stuff like that. And so hearing you talk about that and like just the idea of all these girls coming in, being able to have that experience and not have to travel so far for it and mm-hmm. not being one of a million teams and, you know, yeah. paying $500 to walk into the tournament because some of those tournaments are super expensive. I just think yeah. it's an awesome opportunity for our local girls and just this area. In yeah, general. I also kind of want to point that out: is to go down to Kentucky to play four or five basketball games costs almost nine. It costs over nine hundred dollars to play in our oh. tournament. Is going to be five hundred and fifty-five dollars. You know why it's five fifty-five? Because it's going to take you five games to win the whole thing. Oh, I love it! Yeah. And so wow. you you win that prize at the end. And the other thing is too, you know, we're going to end our games a little bit differently than every other game ends. You know, traditional AAU basketball, traditional NBA basketball, college basketball ends with a shot clock or with the shot with the clock running out. Sorry. In this style format, we're going to take our knowledge of what we've learned in TBT, which stands for the basketball tournament, which sideline cancer plays in uh, every summer for the past 10 years. We're going to end every game on a made shot. So at the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter, the, the clock, basically on the next dead ball, you'll get a TV timeout. This will just be a general 60-second timeout. And we're going to add five or six points to the winning team score. So if it's 52-47, the final, the final tally or the final score, has, someone has to get to 57 points. And uh, what it creates is games where you get high, you get a lot of dramatic, but also there's no fouling at the end. And so you have to go make a play to win which goes back to the marketability piece. There's going to be insane shots that are hitting this tournament, and we're going to have the camera crews there, the photography, the videography, that's going to be able to film it all. Every game's going to end on a made shot. Like, I know games that we've won in TBT by 17 points, and we went to the floor. <laughs> like You know what I mean? Like That's how it feels when you hit a game-winning shot, even if you're up by a lot, because there's always that something in the back of your head saying, we could blow this. Like This last summer in TBT, a team blew a 17-point lead. So like it does happen. And so adding all those things to it, I think is going to make this, you know, one heck of a tournament moving forward. Wow. That's yeah. And I think just like the experience is so important because if you think about like what it is, like what AU is asking of like, you know, younger high school students, it's like committing a lot of your summer and like leaving on weekends on end and like you're training, you're working hard. 
so yeah, like you do want to experience, you do want to enjoy it. And I just think adding these things are really good. And I, I have heard like other people be like, well, you know, you don't want to glamorize the sport or just distract from the sport, but it's like, listen, these kids are surrounded by it 24 seven, you know, to, br- to lighten it up, to bring the fun out of it. I mean, that's why sports were invented in the first place. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think what I struggled with with AAU was like, it, it became really burdening sometimes and almost like a job. So I think by adding, adding stuff like this is just going to make it so, so much more fun and enjoyable and, you know, it, it's just going to promote the sport. So yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I, I think I used, as a coach, I think I used to fall into that category of being one that was about winning and not about the fun aspects of the game. And for a brief period in my coaching career, I think I lost that. And then getting into AAU, it made me realize it's about the marketability of the player. And that's what I really liked about it all. And in the and in the long term for us, like it's also about the marketability of sideline cancer. Like these girls that are here right now, like they carry they carry our logo with them everywhere they go and every time they step on the court. And so we want to present them in a positive light and they want to present us in a positive light. You put that on social media and that's the stuff that people like to see. The highlight reels, you know, the funny pictures, the fun or the fun pictures too, the serious pictures. People like to see all those things and bringing them out. You know, we're sitting here in uh, 220 studios and like that's what Chuck does for a living. He brings he brings the emotion out of a certain out of a certain situation out of a certain event, and like we're gonna look to do, do uh, to do the exact same thing with our tournament, which is called the ICANN Classic, by the way. I don't know if I've said that. Oh my gosh, yeah, the ICANN Classic. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that's what the name of this episode is gonna be, everyone. Yeah. So it's called the ICANN Classic because of sideline cancer's <laughs> ICANN attitude and believe always spirit. Um, it's yeah, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's gonna take a, it's gonna take an I can attitude and believe always spirit to win this tournament. At the end of the day, um, and so I think it's very apropos that we name it that. Yes, and you will be seeing me and Leah at this tournament as well. Oh because... wow, yeah, I think this could be I think this could be could be a great place to do a couple <laughs> podcasts up there. You never know who's gonna walk in the door at an AAU tournament. You never know. You never know. No, I still remember I was at <laughs> AAU tournament at one time. Kevin Durant walked in. I almost passed out. I'm I'm in love with Kevin Durant. And I was like in ninth grade. I was like following him around the whole yeah. tournament. Dad, my dad was like, go play your game. But you never know. AU, it's part of the game. It's part of the game. You never know which celebrity is going to walk through that door at the <laughs> Nittany Valley Sports Center or Penn State IM building. June 1st and June 2nd, by the way, everybody, too. We've been so caught yes, up on this tournament. Yes, we covered we're all not... of it at the end. We're like almost at the <laughs> end of the like, episode. We're like, yeah, by the way. By the way, these are the dates. And this is actually the name of it. Yes. So say again, June 1st. June, June 1st and 2nd. Okay, you hear that, everybody. June 1st and 2nd. You know where you're going to be. Okay, Leah? That away. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, I also have a question, too, because, so, this is, like, it's a great, great thing, but I think because it's so different, you're obviously going to have pushback from people. Like, mm-hmm. not everyone's going to agree, like, giving a $10,000 award, you know, to, to high schoolers is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, can you address it? I mean, you said even your mom was like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. So are there any drawbacks as well of tournament? And if so, like, how have you addressed these issues? And, like, how would you, like, counter-argument? Like, what would your counter-argue to the people who are kind of, like, on the fence about it still? So my biggest counter-argument would be, would you rather me keep the money? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's good. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I can host this tournament. I can work, you know like I'll get out to get these teams here to provide for these kids. But it's a lot easier to get in there when you put $10,000 at the end of it. At the end of the day, too, 
you either get ahead on situations or you get behind on situations. I didn't create the rules. If they're upset with this tournament, they need to contact the PIAA because they're the ones that created these rules and I'm just playing in the in in this arena. It's just like on the world stage. You know, if you create rules that say, "Hey, nuclear weapons are allowed." Well, guess what countries are going to do? They're going to use nuclear weapons. And like I'm a history teacher, so there's a little history shout out right there for you. Yeah. Um, you said that I, and I was that. like, "Of course you just said that." <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, it's like I live I live government and politics. That's what I teach government and politics <laughs> in APUS. Oh, um gosh. but no, but that's that's the realistic point about it is like if you would if 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 you have a problem with it, then it's like okay, well I'll just keep the money then. But I would rather give it to the kids because at the end of the day, like you said, they're forfeiting their whole summers. Many of these kids do not have jobs, yeah. and to give them a little That's bit so of a, to give them a little bit of opportunity to get something back, I think is huge. You know, on the flip side, of this TBT gives pros a million dollars to be split ten ways. So it's generally speaking about a hundred thousand dollars. You know. That's a that's a good deal of money, obviously, for a pro. But like compared to an NBA player, like that's almost nothing. And so in this in this scenario, you know, you're looking at ten thousand dollars split, eight, nine, ten different ways. Let's just say ten different ways. You know, you're looking at thousand dollars a player, uh, which is a lot of money. Do not get me wrong on that. Like for a high school kid, that's a lot of money. Um, but it's not life changing money either. And I've been on the other side. I I lost the game for a million dollars. I was coaching in a game on national television on ESPN. And I lost it. And I thought I was going to have like this horrible feeling at the end. It's like when you go to the casino and you put all your chips in and you lose, you actually lose the thousand dollars that you put on the table. In this case, you actually don't lose anything. You just don't win something. So it's actually like losing a lottery ticket more so than anything else. Nobody ever goes, oh, I lost the $3.6 billion Powerball. My life's over. This is one of those situations where it's literally like all you can do is win. You really can't lose any money. Mm -hmm. And you're still getting the experience. You're still playing the game you love. And I think like it's awesome that they get to play for money. Like I wish we could have played for money, Leah. How fun would that have been? Like I just uh, think it's been a lot of fun. I just, think it's, I just think it's awesome. Like, like you're they're working so hard too. And like obviously, like a lot of these girls are gonna go play in college and just to have a little bit of money in their pockets for all the work that we know that they've been putting in and mm-hmm. that everyone knows they've been putting in, I think is awesome for them and I'm super excited yeah. for them. Leah, it's a really good question though. Like yeah. that is that is yeah, gonna I'm- be the number one drawback to it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think you had, you know, amazing points to counter it. it. Especially like the girls aren't working and a lot of the kids in, you know, my class when I was off at these tournaments were they were making money and they were working. And it's not that we're not doing anything, we are working, but it's you just, just can't like, make any money it, to it's do a it. sacrifice, right? So, I think adding that into this is is going to be a plus. Mm-hmm. So, I I definitely think um that is, you know, something that addressing that concern is a big plus. Yeah. So. Nope. I, I would agree with you. And so, no, it's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Leah, do you All have, right. I know Leah, do you have any more questions or do you want to give Jordan the, the go ahead to say whatever last thoughts he has? Uh, yeah, I think, um, if he, if he could just go over to like where teams register, I'm sure you guys have like a website or, or someone mm-hmm. to contact. Yep. So we will go live with the link. Uh, we're doing a test trial right now with it. Um, it'll it'll be, it'll end November 9th. So after that, they'll be able to get a link. It'll be on our social media pages and all that type of stuff at sideline oh, nice. at okay. sideline dot cancer at i can dot athletics and at i or, or and at sideline cancer aau. There we go. Okay. Well, we Too will be at <laughs> we will be putting all those links up on our Instagram yes. and on our Facebook, and you guys can find them, listen to them here on the podcast. We'll be spreading yep, those as much as we can. Yes. Okay. 
get those out there. Sounds good. So, so thank you so much for coming I on. Appreciate it there, Leah. <laughs> appreciate it, T. It's always a pleasure to yeah. get back with some of my Guilfoyle people. Uh, appreciate you guys having us on here. And I think we got some hoopers coming on here next. We're super excited. Yep. All right. Thank you, Michigan. Have a good one. You as well. Believe always, everyone. Believe always. Love it. Bye, guys.